Welcome, everyone, and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on March 23rd, 2022. I know I've mentioned it before, but it's worth saying again that I truly believe whenever God's Word is sent out, it never returns empty. I have personally witnessed the power of God's Word in the lives of so many people, and it is truly incredible. With that said, I would invite you to share this Bible study and reflection podcast with as many people as you would like. God chose to partner with sinful, broken, and fractured human beings, just like you and me. He encourages us to share his word. The Bible truly is a unified story that leads to Jesus. As we hear and ponder his word, we truly will grow into our church's vision of learning, loving, living God's Word. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father and gracious God, it is in your Word that your will and your Son are revealed. We ask that your Holy Spirit activate those words that we hear and we see and ponder and that they fan the flames of our faith. Help us to realize that we do receive your unmerited favor and love and it is important for us to stand that we all receive equal favor and love from you. We lift up this prayer of thanks in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, folks, the topic of today's Bible study and reflection revolves around favoritism and the consequences of favoritism. You know, favoritism by definition means giving unwarranted or preferential treatment to one person or another, or a group for that matter. We all know how devastating favoritism can be, especially in today's world. It only takes a few moments on social media for someone's self-worth and self-esteem to be crushed by one negative comment. I would venture to say that in our culture of looking for likes, one negative comment, one thumbs down, can have a devastating effect. Favoritism is insidious and it can certainly lead down the path to bullying. I want us to explore what the Bible has to say about favoritism. And I will address that with some examples from the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. I want to begin with a reading from book, the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 35 to 45. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. What do you want me to do for you, he asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drank or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right 
or my left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Wonderful example of favoritism. They were requesting favor, favoritism from Jesus. Now let's turn to the book of James, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 and 8 through 9. My brothers and sisters, believer in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor filthy man, a man in filthy old clothes, also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, Here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there, or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? If you really keep the royal law found in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. And now let's listen to the words in the book of Acts, chapter 10, verses 34 and 35. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. Now the next is a story, I just, it, it's the beginning of the story. Uh, it's found in Genesis chapter 37, verses 3 through 4. <clears throat> now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. You know, favoritism or partiality really do have devastating consequences. When we look back on biblical history, we discover that Abraham favored Isaac over Ishmael, Isaac favored Esau over Jacob, and Jacob favored Joseph over his other sons. You know, in each one of these cases, the consequences of partiality or favoritism had consequences for the family and for the nation of Israel. In the above text, we see the negative impact that Jacob's favoritism had on his family. Verse 4 reads, When his, Joseph's, brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Well, you already know that this is not going to end well. Jacob's favoritism of Joseph caused hatred and resentment 
in the heart of, of his other sons. Just a few verses later, we see this hatred reach its climax. First, they threw Joseph into a pit to die. Then when the opportunity presented itself, they sold their brother to slave traders who were on their way to Egypt. Joseph would spend the next several years as a slave and then a prisoner in Pharaoh's dungeon. I can't imagine the hurt and betrayal that Joseph felt. As a matter of fact, I can't imagine the hurt and pain that Joseph's brothers felt knowing that their father loved Joseph more than them. You know, this was really one messed up family. But looking back, we see that this sin of partiality was passed down for three generations, and the consequences were devastating. So what do we learn from this dysfunctional family? Well, favoritism or partiality births anger, hatred, bitterness, and resentment. This is true in the life of a family or the life of a nation. It would be easy to say that God showed favoritism to the Israelites by choosing them to be his chosen people. God, this, God did this for a number of reasons. First, by the time God called Abraham, nations had already delved into darkness. Even after the global flood wiped out a good portion of the people on earth, as evidenced in Genesis chapter 6, people had reverted back to their sinful ways. God wanted to consecrate a nation, to set them apart as an example of righteous living. You could say this serves as a forerunner to Christianity, as we see the parallels between the Old and New Testament. Secondly, the Bible makes it clear that Israel comes from lowly means. And about halfway through the chapter 7 in Deuteronomy, it mentions that Israel is a lowly group of folks. The other nations and peoples were a lot stronger and more formidable than the Israelites. Had God chosen a powerful nation like Egypt or Babylon to become his peoples, they may have attributed their successes and merits based on their own power rather than God's provision. But by God choosing the least of these among the nations through their victories, he shows that he guides their steps and he has blessed them. Thirdly, we need to understand that Israel alone is not God's chosen people forever. God opens up the gates to the Gentiles after his sacrifice on the cross. He allows all people of all nations to be grafted into the family of God. We even see examples throughout the Old Testament of non-Israelites such as Rahab, Ruth, as well as others receiving God's favor. Another question that would be raised by the New Testament would be, didn't Jesus play favorites, especially with his 12 disciples and maybe even his closer inner circle? You know, Jesus did not spend time with his inner circle more because he loved them more. No, he loved all his followers equally, but he needed to spend extra time to prepare them for their next roles. The Bible says we were created in God's image. We are his image bearers, 
And as such, Jesus is preparing us to be more perfect image bearers as we read, study, and meditate on God's holy word. It is certainly not easy to be impartial and not show favoritism to other people and other people groups, but we are called to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Creator, we thank you for the many opportunities we have each day to show our love to you through the love and acceptance of others. Help us, please, to have more open, loving, and accepting hearts. We ask this in your Son's name, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Go in peace. Serve the Lord.